Welcome to the Sports GPS, where all roads lead to sports, with your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 2, Episode 3. Parker, what are we talking about today, my man? We are talking NBA playoffs, mm-hmm. and then a lot of baseball, home run derby, all-star game and then we're giving our mlb first half awards and our top mlb stars under the age of 25 there are a lot of them yeah we saw a bunch a new revolution of younger guys hit the all-star game this year and we were thinking hey let's give our tops for guys that are in the all-star game or maybe that didn't make it this year but are going to be part of the next wave in the upcoming years all that and more on this episode of the sports gps let's get into it Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're talking NBA Finals. This one's a doozy. Uh, Phoenix leads the series 2-1 over Milwaukee. Uh, it's starting to be more competitive, but yeah. I think I think we know who's going to win the series. All I'm saying is, and for all you listeners out there, I'm twiddling my fingers grimacingly. He is. It's going exactly how I presented it. Correct. <laughs> Suns win the first two. Milwaukee takes three. Let's go ahead with game notes. We already talked game one, so game two. Suns defeated the Bucks 118 to 108. Highlights, Parker. Devin Booker led the team with 31 points, was really efficient. 12 of 25 from the field, 7 of 12 from three. Had six, six assists and five rebounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris Paul had 23 points and eight assists. And Mikel Bridges, who we both talked about was key in this series, he Correct. had 27 points. Yeah, if he if he can keep shooting the way he did in Game two, a little bit of spoiler, not the way he did in game three. Correct. Then it will be it. You know the Suns have a definite advantage over the Bucks here. I just you know it was a tight game, but the Suns always had game yeah. two. Like it was never in doubt. It was never like super close or super tight. It was always like a a four or five point game. Yeah. It was never like super back and forth and. The Suns just eventually just became better and better and better and made it a 10-point win at the end. I think they were up by as much as 14 in the fourth quarter. You know, and that's what we expected. Yeah. I mean, Giannis led all scores with 42 points. He had 12 rebounds. He was awesome. Right. But no one else really showed up. Drew Holiday had 17 points. Pat Connaughton off the bench, 14.7 rebounds. He's he's a solid player. But, like, that was was bad. Middleton didn't have his best game. No, he didn't. But... Speaking of he didn't have a great game, game three was very much the opposite of game two, where the Bucks dominated the entire game. Oh, Giannis yeah. led all scores with 41. Again, another 40-point performance, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. He became the second player in NBA history with back-to-back 40-point, 10-rebound games in the finals joining Shaq. And didn't I compare him to Shaq? Yeah, you did. I might have. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> Drew Holiday, another great game. Middleton, 18 points, but he hit some key shots at the end of the first half that kind of kept their ball rolling, and then it ignited what they did in the third quarter. And I thought, I thought the X factor was Bobby Portis. 11 points, 8 rebounds off the bench. He, he really fed off the crowd. He's he's a fan favorite. They're right. chanting Bobby yeah. throughout the whole game. Yeah. Like, that's great. So, I mean, 
Look, Devin Booker, he struggled. He only had 10 points. They sat him, like, the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, he, he was not good. Let's but... not talk about the fact that Devin Booker's the only point, like, the only thing that I missed on a 10-point parlay in this game <laughs> was Devin Booker. I just needed him to score 25, and I would have turned literally a free roll $2.81. Yeah, I know. It's not much, people. But, like, when you put up a 10-point parlay... It's a free roll. I tried to turn it into ninety bucks, and if Devin, <laughs> if Devin Booker just played his usual, just game. played his normal game at twenty five, I would have hit it. So, right. you know what? <laughs> yeah, and even even though Phoenix lost that game, the highlight of that game, Cam Johnson, who actually had a nice game, he had fourteen points off the bench, but his dunk on PJ Tucker was filthy. Yeah, it was pretty gross. I put that on a poster. The, yeah, that, it was literally exactly what I was about to say. Like that is the picture that you need to put on your wall today if you were a if you're a fan. Like that's it just yeah. needed to happen for mm-hmm. sure. Um you know, so now it's going to game four tonight. 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 It's again in Milwaukee. I'm picking the Bucks tonight. I'm too. Because I believe again, this is all going according <laughs> to plan. The Suns won the first two. The Bucks are going to win obviously they won game three, they will win tonight, and then the Suns win the next two. I was discussing this at work with our co-worker his name is ike he's been on the podcast ike shout out to you who says bucks in six yeah we Bruh. we've had many conversations me and ike about this series at first it was bucks and seven i go all right okay but i think you're wrong right and then he got so irritated with me and another co-worker of ours, uh, Zachary Baker. I'll give yep. him a shout-out. Yeah, out. Give, give, give Baker a shout-out. And he's like, I'm so irritated with you guys. I'm going Bucks and six. I go, okay, Ike, but I still think you're wrong. <laughs> like he, go, he goes, they have no one who can stop Giannis. I go, I agree with you. But that's not like when we've talked about this. Like You want to go player power rankings in this finals. Mm-hmm. It's Giannis, clearly number one. And then number two and number three, it's Paul Booker, whichever order you want. Right, yeah, it's yeah. probably Booker, Paul. Mm. And then Middleton. And then I have Aiton. I think Aiton, he's like, he can, I'm not, he can't, no one can stop Giannis. Right. But can you slow him down? So here's, yeah. And, and I've said Middleton's the better player. He's not playing that way in this playoff series, but he's the better player. It's very much a. Shaq Kobe thing we've talked about this previously. Right, Middleton is the Kobe where Giannis is the Shaq. Giannis is the most dominant player on the court at any point in time, but Booker and Chris Paul are the next two. And I don't know if you remember playing, you know, pick up mm-hmm. basketball, pick up whatever, you yeah. know, in in the schoolyard, right? Yeah. And and you're a captain, I'm a captain. One gets the first pick, the other one gets the next two. Yeah. That's literally what this is. Mm-hmm. It is Bucks getting the top, and then the Suns get the next two, and then it's alternate. I'm sorry, I, I'm pretty sure that more often than not, the team that gets the next two, it's Booker and Paul, usually end up winning. Like if you get second and third best player, and you probably you, you have unless the, the number track. one player is like the commercial with Charles Barkley and all the kids, right? right? Like it's, it's the only one where two and three don't work out, but Giannis isn't that much better than everybody else. I know he's better. Like uh, as far as a dominating standpoint, he's not that much better. He's not Charles Barkley to an eight-year-old better. Yeah, probably not that. Unless but... you're talking golf, in which case Charles Barkley is atrocious. <laughs> yeah, what a swing. <laughs> I, actually, I know, I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but I watched... 
I saw, not really watched. Well, it was a video, so I guess watched a yeah. tweet that was, this is what I think my swing looks like. And it was Tiger Woods back uh-huh. like when he was dominating the PGA Tour. Right. And then the bottom, what my swing actually looks <laughs> like. Barkley. And it was Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not accurate for me. I really feel like my swing's like Tiger Woods because I'm actually a half-decent golfer. I know it's not as bad as Charles Barkley, though. Yeah, see, I, I don't golf. I, yeah. I love to pick it up. I don't think my swing would be Barkley. No. Because you wouldn't have a hitch halfway through it. No. You wouldn't look like you were taking a free throw like Markel right. Fultz. And, like, I have knees. Right. Like, at this point, Barkley probably doesn't have knees or just any he leg He literally movement. pauses on his downswing yeah, and then ugly. goes, okay, I'll swing now. Yeah. Like, jeez. All right, anyway. <laughs> We got way off top. It's fine. Whatever. Literally, the Bucks have... They have a chance to win in seven. The Suns are winning in six. Hate to break it to you. The Suns are winning in six. There was a couple people that out there that were saying Suns in four, and I'm like, you're nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Because the... I mean, this is... This reminds me of the same series, the Nets-Bucks series, right? Nets win the first two. We think they're done. Bucks win two. We're like, okay. Nets win one. Bucks win the next two. Like I, that feel is there, so I could see the Bucks winning in seven. Yeah. They're not winning in six. I don't think they're winning four straight. No, that, that's my point. Yeah, this is exactly my point. The yeah. Suns are at least winning game five or game six. Yeah, I think they win five and six, but I, the Suns win at least one of those games. Right. This is going seven if the Bucks win. And it could very easily go seven if the Suns win too. Yeah, I just think the Suns win it in six. There's no way the Bucks win it in six. Yeah, I agree with that. I have, I have Suns in seven, but if I knew Giannis would look this good, I probably would have gone Bucks in seven. I mean, you could change it. No, I'm, I'm, You're I'm, sticking, I'm sticking, sticking to my pick, my man. So I knew I loved you. <laughs> but it's just so funny. Like I get so irritated with me when we talk NBA Finals. I'm just like. I I do not disagree with your uh, assessment your, of the uh, fact that Giannis is yeah he's awesome yeah and I th- I mean I thought it was more than a hyper extension which is why I didn't pick the Bucks right because I was like well I don't know how healthy he's gonna be well I think he's healthy back to back forty point games he's doing the job like he's awesome but I think the Suns have a better more complete team yeah I mean true true Holiday is playing well yeah he he played real, which had a real which good is game kind three. of a which is kind of a a little swing in right like it's not well if Devin Booker's gonna play like that then yeah they're done right (laughs) but I don't think he's gonna have 10 points I I know for sure somebody in Vegas called Devin Booker and went listen we don't want to pay this guy 87 bucks (laughs) this yoker from Richmond Virginia we don't (laughs) we don't want to pay him 97 bucks just just squabble for a little bit. That's yeah. fine. You're I'm, not winning this game. Just sit, <laughs> just out, sit out. Prepare for game yep. four. Sit down. Rest your nose. It's fine. Yeah. So, again, I'm not bitter. But it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. I just, yeah. They're, yeah. The, the Milwaukee wins tonight. I'm yeah, 100% I, yeah, I think on board. Milwaukee wins tonight. Yeah. Do I think it's a runaway? No. Do I think no. it's a 20-point game? No. I That's the so. runaway I'm, I'm talking about here. Is it a five-point game? Is it a six-point game? Yeah. Probably. That's 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 where I'm seeing it. Yeah. I just don't think Milwaukee has enough depth. Now, look, if Pat, Pat Connaughton plays the way he's played, and I, I think he's a good player. Look good the last couple. Yeah, but like I think I think Phoenix can max that. Cam Johnson looked good. They need him. 
Jay Crowder, you know what you're getting from him. Right. I think DeAndre Ayton is key. I need a little bit more from him from a scoring standpoint. Well, I mean, he had 18 points in game three, but when Booker doesn't do anything, you need him to step up more. Right. Like, that's the point, right? Like, mm-hmm. Ayton, Ayton had 15. Like, he was one part of the parlay that I had. He had 15 after the first, like, three quarters. And I was like, sweet, I'm done. <laughs> I, he was the only thing I was worried about was points. Got this. Come on, Booker. Got this. And then Booker, I looked down at the score, and I was like, Booker only has 10. What? And this isn't good. And he's not in the game? I need I need him to have a monster fourth quarter, and yeah. then he doesn't touch the floor. It's whatever. It's fine. I'm not bitter. But, like, yeah. And like we said, Mikel Bridges is key. Right. Him and or Cameron Payne. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to. They just uh, need that other guy. And exactly. I think Bridges is the guy that gives you the 3 and D that's enough. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if he produces at the 8... Eight for fifteen from the floor, like he did in Game Two, as compared to Game Three. I don't have it right in front of me, but it wasn't that. No, and I think he was like one from six from three point. Right. So like that's not what you need. Yeah, Phoenix has been really dependent on the the three point shot. Which look, I know that's kind of today's game. Right. But as you can see, Milwaukee, Giannis is just dominating the paint. Yep. As he should, and I'm not saying Phoenix has a guy who can do that, but well, I think Aiton can. Aiton but... can. He just doesn't believe he can. Yeah. I think there's a belief there, yeah. but again, Ike, you're wrong, sir. Yeah. It... If the Bucks win in seven, I'm fine. Like I can see that happening. Yeah. It, the Bucks can win in seven. I agree. They're not winning in six. No. And I don't think they win. Yeah, so I mean, that's just where we're at. Yep. All right. Well, I think that does it all for the NBA for now. After this, we're talking All-Star Weekend with the Home Run Derby and All-Star Game right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're talking MLB Home Run Derby All-Star Game, the All-Star Game Weekend. Now, we thought about burning in the draft. But that's going to be too long. Yeah, that would take us too long. It'd take us too long. And we'd get super nerdy. Yeah. So we're going to do it on another episode. Yeah, another episode. <laughs> so we're going Home Run Derby All-Star Game Recap. Uh, Parker, go ahead and hit us with the highlights of the Derby first. All right, Derby. Pete Alonzo won the Derby back-to-back because last year we didn't have one. So Correct. Back-to-back. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, he put up an incredible show in the final round, hitting homers on six straight pitches to beat Trey Mancini. Great story. Love that story. Yeah, I love that story. I, I kind of wish Trey Mancini would have won. Yeah, that would have been awesome. I'm in for the feels. So I know I, you are. I was rooting for Trey Mancini. Not not going to lie. So he was de- like, Alonzo was down 10 home runs with little more than half a minute remaining. Yep. But then he locked in and was just like killing ball after yeah. ball. Hit six straight, missed on the seventh, and then hit four straight i want to say yeah i think i think it was something like that yeah i think i think uh to win he actually the the six straight was in bonus time so he needed the six in In bonus time so he hit four then went to bonus time and missed the first one in bonus time and then he hit six no i think okay hit four at the end of like the the two minutes Yeah, yeah yeah And then he missed the last one to end that, and then in Bose's time he hit six straight. He just hit six straight. Okay, I yeah. knew he missed one. I just couldn't right. remember where it was. So that I mean that was awesome. And then, but the story was Otani coming well, in. Everyone had a lot. in the beginning. In the beginning, Otani. it was Otani. Everyone wanted him to win. I thought he was going to win. Uh, he did lose in the first round uh, to Juan Soto, but it was, it was a great show. It took a tiebreaker, two tiebreakers, two tiebreakers. And and I want to throw this out here. Otani 
literally had a problem hitting some of the hardest line drives I've ever seen. Like if you watched that round, Soto puts up a show. Yeah. Otani can't hit one. For like the first minute, yeah, I was like, like, "Oh gosh, this is." This is and bad. then, and then he he calls his timeout after he gets like two. Yeah, he gets two, and he calls his timeout, and we're like, "Dude, you got locked in." But I think he was like, "I finally found the stroke I need. Now I just need a break so I can just come in and yeah. and start raking." And he he absolutely obliterated one. It was his third one after his timeout because it was home run number five or six, and he absolutely touched. Yeah. This ball he goes five twenty. Otani had fifteen home runs that traveled four hundred and seventy five feet plus. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude, it was nuts. even at Coors Field. I mean, in in Soto, he hit had a five hundred twenty. He hit the five twenty. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Otani, the one that he touched went five hundred. Only five hundred. Oh, only five hundred. Right. But like, yeah. I mean, Soto. Yeah, Soto's ball. Yeah, third touched. third deck. I mean, even at Coors Field, like that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, for sure. The funny thing with Otani is he doesn't take batting practice. No. I mean, that's basically what you're doing is having a batting yeah. practice round. Grand, you're only trying to hit homers. Right. But and that's why, like, Freddie Freeman struggled so bad because he doesn't take batting practice. And when he does, he's only trying to hit line drives over the shortstop. Yeah. It's like, well, that doesn't really work for home run derby, but okay. Yeah. And, I mean, this, the derby in general was great. And we've talked about this previously. Them switching to oh, a yeah. timed instead of whatever – the only time that they took pitches really was during the second tiebreaker between Juan Soto and Otani. Yeah. And Soto took like five pitches, but he hit, like, because you just get three swings. You get three swings. Soto hit a home run on right. three. And then, like, first pitch for Otani's second yeah, tiebreaker, he yeah. grounded out over. It was over. And, like, I mean, I, that's impressive the fact that you can go three for three in a tiebreak situation when you know you need them. Yeah. Now, the first tiebreaker was a time tiebreaker. Yeah. And then it went to three pitches. And, like, when Soto hits all three, I'm going, yeah. if Otani gets the first one, we're going to another tiebreaker. That'd be great. But he didn't, so it let out. I Mancini had a great round one. Yeah. Ozu- or not a, yeah. No, not Ozuna. Alonzo. Alonzo. Me. Why do you say Ozuna? <laughs> I don't know. Ozuna's out. Um, yeah. Pete Alonzo had a phenomenal first round with oh, 35, yeah. and he just absolutely buried, I think he was, he was facing Matt Olson in the first round. And he just yeah. absolutely buried him. Like, Olsen didn't stand a chance. The funny thing is, I, I do want to give credit to Sal Perez, because he had, a, even though he didn't advance, it, yeah, like, he had a great first round. He had 28, I yeah. think. And I and you know me, I was like, oh, I don't I don't really yeah. care that Sal. But he, you know who was not that good? Joey Gallo. Yeah. Not not good. Not good. Not good. Yeah. But honestly, like, the guy pitching to you matters. Yeah. Like, that matters more than anything. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but I mean the derb. I mean Major League Baseball. You've made some mistakes on rule changes. Yep. Which Rob Manfred came out and said, seven inning double headers probably going by the wayside. Thank Runner at Lord. second. It's up in the air. They're negotiating it. Runner at first. Dude, that we've talked about runner it. Runner at first. That's a runner at second. I like that. That's better. I'm 100 percent in on runner at first. Yeah, it's but, like you just walked a guy. But Major League I'm Baseball, cool you you made rule changes that you know take them or leave them. Mm-hmm. This is the best decision you guys ever made. Right. Because Home Run Derby is it, it phenomenal. It got really tired. Like, honestly, that's honestly the Derby has become better than the All-Star game. I am with you uh, from a from a spectacle yeah, pure entertainment. thing that they're doing. Yeah. And mainly because All-Star game, it's like, uh, it's just, it's it's 
there hasn't been a, a thing that's made it better. Right. Um, I would actually really like the All-Star game to... It was cool when they made that, you know, home field advantage. I don't like that, but... I know people didn't like it. It was a cool twist, though. Sure. Like, it, it made the game more interesting. I actually would rather them split up teams kind of how the Pro Bowl did. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, think I'd be that cool would that. be more fun for baseball because you're not like going to get there's no yeah, yeah yeah like what the nba does yeah like the nba does it uh you know football did it for a hot second there with with the pro bowl and then they realized oh we're gonna have teammates going against teammates and they could hurt each other and that's not a good thing for, yeah <laughs> but really in baseball you're not like right. that aspect of contact it's not that it's, kind of physicality yeah so same with basketball right there's physical but there it's not the same physicality so right i think baseball would advance themselves in that just because i mean it's just right now especially because the american league is just dominating the national league as they did in this game they won five to two and that makes it eight straight yeah. it was funny because the all-star game used to be all american league then there was a portion in the middle where it was, it was basically all-, all nl except for a couple al wins sprinkled in same with the first part like al yeah. went like i don't know i think it was 28 of 30 something yeah. and then the national league won 50 of 60 and then it is now, cic- it is cyclical but you know this it's not great when one league just dominates the other right well right. and i think it's all the power hitters in the al i mean it just proved yeah. uh vlad guerrero jr wins mvp went one for three with a homer and it went 468 feet and literally the the best part about that was uh the announcing crew was talking with Fernando Tatis in the field and literally the back crack. And he just goes, oh, that's gone. Like, <laughs> he didn't say it, but like everything that he did in that statement, like what yeah. he did on the field, because they had a camera right on him as they're talking with him. Yeah. And he just stops talking, turns around and just watches this thing yeah. just fly. And I'm like, I, I yeah, he killed it. I love the players being mic'd up. Oh, like, it's so good. So, so awesome. Good. Yeah, they, they need to do that more. It was so funny, like, in the first inning, they had Freddie Freeman uh, mic'd up, and they were talking, and then, like, a play happens, and so Joe Buck and John Smoltz are just talking about the game. Right. And they're, and Joe Buck goes, oh, yeah, we still have Freddie Freeman mic'd up, and Freddie just goes, yeah, I'm still here. I just I just like hearing you guys talk. talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think the guys being mic'd up is great. Especially in an all-star game, because you get guys that, like, Obviously, they're in a competitive atmosphere, but it's not hyper competitive yeah. where they're they're super focused. So you get a lot more of the personality, aka the Freddie Freeman, who, uh, you know, from when I watch him during games, like he's, he's more stoic. locked in. He's, he's stoic. yeah, so very much stoic. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Where he's a little bit more loose, sure, in a, in a setting like the All Star Game. So it's super cool. But really, I mean, this the story was homers. Uh, Otani did it all. Started for the AL, let off. He went 0 for 2 from the dish, but did toss a perfect first inning. Yeah. So that was cool. My boy JT Real Muto hit a homer for the NL. It was the first time a Phillies catcher hit a homer in the All-Star game. Can't believe that. That's kind of crazy. And he, he ended a 40-year drought of Phillies players. Even Mike Lieberthal didn't hit a homer in the All-Star no, game? not Mike Lieberthal. Okay. My boy, Mike Lieberthal. Dude, underrated. And Chooch didn't either. Chooch hit a double in the All-Star game. He did not hit a homer. He did hit a, I remember that double. Uh, right down the line. It's kind of a big one. It was a very big one. He scored two, <laughs> but they still didn't win the game. Yeah. Um, Corbin Burns took the L, man. He had, yeah. he had two runs in two innings. I don't know why they pitched him for two innings. That's frustrating to me, especially when my boy Zach Wheeler throws 
one out one in out ninth, in, in the, the ninth, ninth when they're already dead and yeah and they legitimately he threw three pitches and got a strikeout yeah so, I like <laughs> yeah, let's just take out the best closer this year Craig Kimbrell let's bring in Zach Wheeler let's just, yeah whatever okay I mean you know Kimbrell gave up a walk I mean, whatever yeah. and uh Scherzer gave he, up or he didn't give up anything tossed a perfect inning in the first yeah now he's he's only given up one run in seven career all-star game innings so that, that's kind of neat it's good for him pretty cool yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good ERA right there. Yeah, I know we both. I had Corbin Burns with the start. That didn't go well. Yep. And you had Zach Wheeler, who only had one out. Yeah, only had so. one out. I was really hoping that him and JT would kind of start the that game. That would have been so cool. But it was cool because Max Scherzer is Max Scherzer. Like, it's Mad Max. He got into the All-Star game because DeGrom's out. I think somebody else got in, too, because of another pitcher that decided not to pitch. And, yeah. You know, so I did like the fact that I did like going with Scherzer after Scherzer made the team, right? Once Scherzer made the team, I was like, okay, cool. I can live with that one, right? Yeah. If Corbin Burns started over Zach Wheeler with JT behind the dish, I would have been like, mm, that's yeah. a little messed up. Yeah. But because it's not, I'm I'm fine with what it was. No doubt. So reaction from the All-Star game, I mean, we, we said Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He, uh, he, he's battling for a triple crown. He very much is, and he looks really, really good. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking of him, we're going to be talking about this in our next segment, uh, MLB Awards and top top players under 25. But he looks very good, and he reminds me so much of what his father was. It's kind of uncanny. He's a little bit more stocky, and it's <laughs> yeah. also based on the position he plays, right? He plays right. first compared to his dad who played in the outfield. Right. But, yeah, I mean, the, the swing is so similar. The power is so similar. Like Honestly, Vladdy Jr. probably has more power. Just pure power right. than his dad. Not oh, look. I'm not taking anything from yeah. Vladdy Senior because he was awesome. <laughs> he had he had a pretty good bat. Um, but this is the Vladdy Junior everyone thought. Like when he was in the minor leagues, he like giving prospect ratings. He was the highest ever. Yeah, like an 80 hit tool. Yeah, they never give that they out. They never give it out. They're like they find reasons not to give you an 80. Well, he was a 70 hit, but an 80 power tool, right? Something. It was it was something ungodly. Yeah. And, and like year one, you're like, uh, I don't know if he's. I yeah. mean, he's good. Yeah. Like, but like, but then in the off season, he lost weight. Really yep. took care of his body, mm-hmm. and you can see that's, that's. And he's starting to barrel up balls that he wasn't barreling yeah. up last year. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, legitimately the difference. Look, you, you, when you're in the big leagues, you have to make an adjustment, and then when they make an adjustment on you, you have to make another, another adjustment. adjustment. So, and he's doing that, and now he looks like the superstar we all thought he'd be. Absolutely, and you know that pedigree was there. I really liked. Uh, Otani, I know, I know we went over two, but I mean, he hit one ball really hard. Right. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, he, he, he is the modern day Babe Ruth. And yeah. for everybody that sits there and goes, you know, I, I don't think this happens, but when you're a kid and you don't know yet and they go, Oh, who is Babe Ruth? And you want to, you go, Oh, you see that guy, Shohei Otani? Like he was our, the babe. Right. Like, and the only reason why Babe played right is because there was no DH back then. Right. It's, so, been, it's been a while. Right. Been a been while. A little bit. You got to get his bat in what's, the outfit. What's so great about what Otani's doing is it's kind of, it's letting, I'm sure, I don't know if you can do this in the minor leagues, like be a two-way guy. Right. But more guys will start to do this, and I think that's good for the game. I think it is too. I mean, I I, I played with a couple guys in high school that were two-way guys. Yeah. They, and, I mean, that's what you have to be in, in high school, right? right. Like if you, you, you probably play short and you pitch. Yeah, you play short and you pitch, or you play first if you're left-handed and you pitch, uh, or you play right 
you know, things like that. So I had, I actually, both of our two-way pitchers in my high school when we won back-to-back states my senior year and then my freshman year in college, 07-08, James River went up. Austin Sadler and Daniel Mars both pitched and played first, and they were like opposites. Uh-huh. Uh, Daniel threw darn near 100 and had the sickest splitter you've ever seen in your life. Austin Sadler threw low 90s with a great breaking ball. I said Daniel was harder to hit, even though I know the splitter would come, I still couldn't hit it. And like I caught the man for years. Right. Uh, Sadler just had so much movement; it was crazy, and you could you can get a piece of it. But I mean, they we literally James River rode them to back to back states. As you do. Now, granted, there were there were a lot of great players. I mean, my buddy Jack Cleary behind the dish for all those years. Um, you know, we had we had some really really good good players. You know, elsewhere. But when you have two great two way players, two really good pitchers at the high school level. That'll do that, you know. That's that's what you ride in the high school level. I right. hope that more get back to the point that more high school two way players that are really phenomenal, like you said, play short and pitch, or you know, play first and pitch, or whatever. Those two way guys will continue to do that in college, and college will let them do that and things like that. I mean, the fun thing is, like, even like when we were kids, like growing up, like. Like I, I'm not gonna pretend like I was some great two way player, but I pitched and I played shortstop and I played third base and outfield right. or whatever. It's mm-hmm. so like we we did that. Right. Like you pitched and you if you were a good enough player, that's what you did. Yeah. But like as soon as like you move up, it's like you got to find your knack. Yeah. You, you pick pick a spot. Pick a spot, and I think that's I think it it's almost wrong. Like little league teams, you you everybody pitches. Right. For the most part, right. Like everybody can pitch. Um, right. But yeah, you got your best guys that pitch. Hey, I had a nice breaking ball. Right. I, I did not. Um, <laughs> I literally threw two seam fastball, four seam fastball, change up, and I had a little cutter because I literally like fishing cast. Yeah. So it, it dropped a little bit. It was enough to get off a barrel. And that's all I cared about at that point. And that's all you really need at that level. Right. Um, <laughs> but then I decided I was going to play third and I was going to catch because I had probably one of the biggest arms on on the team. And so mm. that's the reason why I quit pitching. So I'm not going to sit here and, and state that, that I was forced away from it. But at the same yeah. time, I kind of forced myself out of it because I knew where I could go and, and make a difference. I mean, I remember like I was like our team's closer, <clears throat> but my arm strength was here and then it just plateaued. Like yeah. it never, that's it why, never developed. that's why I was at short and third. And then it was like, okay, you're second baseman. I go, you're right. You are. Like, I'm self-aware enough to know that. So I never got mad about it. But I'm like, yeah, I don't have that arm strength anymore. Right. So second base, here I come. Uh, so I, I'm really excited about the the fact that Otani being a, a two-way player, I'm hoping that this becomes more of a thing. I think this could be the a thing that happens. And yeah. if it doesn't, if it dies just with Otani, maybe one or two more. Okay, cool. It was something that I got to see, which right. is cool. But at the same time, I really hope that it leads to more. I think it will. I don't know how successful it will be because I think right. it's that. Di- I mean, one thing like watching Otani, especially in the Derby, like he was exhausted. He was exhausted. Like it's All Star break. He did, he's not getting a break. Yeah, he's not getting a break. all the media and all the stuff he has to do. And you're doing Derby All Star game and you're playing two way in the All Star game. Yeah, like he's exhausted. Yeah, he's gonna be. Well, he gets two days off now. He gets today yeah. off, he gets tomorrow off, and then they... But I'm sure he's doing, like, media around. stuff today. Yeah, probably, because he's in the <laughs> L.A. market, but that's his own fault for going to L.A. I'm just kidding. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that's it for All-Star Weekend. After this, we're hitting uh, mid-season awards and top 
five players under 25 right after this. Welcome back to the final segment of today. First half MLB awards and top five players under 25 for each league. So it's funny. We decided we weren't going to do um, individuals like I pick an MVP, he picks an MVP for the first half. We're pretty consensus. We were pretty consensus anyway, but we decided before that we were like, hey, let's just pick one. And then we'll pick who we have in second for each. Yeah. So that way you kind of get two. But at the same time, we were pretty much going to pick the same. There was only one that we kind of disagreed on. But right. it really, it's, we'll it's get fine. There. We'll it's get cool. There. We're good. All right. So the MLB Awards AL MVP Parker. This is really easy. It's Shohei Otani. Correct. He leads in homers with 33, 70 ribbies, OPS of 1062. Oh, and he pitches. And he pitches. Yeah. So he's going to give a pitcher the uh, the MVP. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have churned him. <laughs> no, nah, that's cool. Uh, the second place here is uh, Guerrero Jr. Yeah, because he might win the Triple Crown. Because he's going to win the Triple Crown. And, and, and not, not win the MVP. MVP. That's great. That, like, I hope he does it just so we have the debate. Right. I, I think... I think if that happens, they might give Otani the Cy Young and then he gets MVP. But at the same time, like it's it's fine, it's whatever. I I really like what Guerrero Jr. is doing. Yeah. This year, he's had a phenomenal year. Just stinks that we're finally seeing the full full Shohei Otani. Yeah. Because we all got a glimpse of it in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Eight, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there. And then he was hurt. And then twenty twenty happened. And then this year, he's finally like showing us what he can do. For NL MVP is Fernando Tatis Jr. I yeah, mean, the man is just incredible. Yeah, I think if Ronald Acuna Jr. didn't tear his ACL, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still getting over that. Um, I um, think I think I think it's easy. Tatis, we thought actually thought we, he was going to miss a lot of time, but he's hitting 286, 1020 OPS, 28 homers, 60 RBI, and 20 stolen bases. Yeah, he's 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 doing it all. I mean, I think it's probably the the one way to put it. I think he's definitely a 30 30 guy. Mm-hmm. Could he do 40-40? Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I'd love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And then our second place there is uh, Castellanos. Yeah, he's been great. He's been phenomenal. This was this was one where, like, who who really takes second place? Right. There was a bunch of different plays. Like, I said Adam Frazier. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think he has enough power. He doesn't have enough power. I will give you that. But he is the only – well, not the only reason. He is one of the only reasons why the Pirates – Are watchable. Are watchable. Yeah. Like in there, it's him and Brian Reynolds, and everyone else is kind of like, well, if Cabrian Hayes, Hayes, if if he's healthy, they're yeah, watchable. Yeah, but, and we'll talk about him in just a minute here. But yeah, he's he, really good. Fraser is really good. I, I have him as third now. Yeah, because uh, we decided on Castellanos for two. Alsi Young, we pick Garrett Cole. Yeah, I don't know if I'm recency bias off that Saturday where he had a complete game shutout, and I loved how he was like yelling at Aaron Boone like. Don't take this ball from me. Like yeah, I got this. I got this. I don't want. I don't want the bullpen to blow another one. Yeah, he's had some ups and downs, but he's been really good. Nine and four with a two point six eight ERA, one hundred forty Ks over one hundred fourteen innings. He's looked really good, and, yeah. and he's the one bright spot of the Yankees right now. Well, yeah. him and Glaber Torres and sure. Judge. Judge has had a pretty good season, yeah. but I mean, like you know, whatever. Yeah. So, but they they've had a pretty mediocre season as Parker has gone on rants about but yeah really 
I mean, Cole is kind of one of the bright spots there, and he's doing well, so we decided to give him the nod for AL Cy Young. Second place, Lance Lynn, man. I mean, he's got a 1.99 ERA for the White Sox right now. Yeah. He's looking really good. I, you know, I, I would not be surprised if he gives Garrett Cole his run for his money, but I think just Garrett Cole is is doing so much for the Yankees right yeah. now. And he's keeping them in it. Yeah, and they're in it, quote-unquote, but yeah. it, it is only because of Garrett Cole. Right. Uh, so NL Cy Young, we're giving it to DeGrom. It's pretty pretty yeah, simple here. I, I don't know who else you would really give it to. Yeah. I mean, the... the like we have Kevin Gosman as second, second, but we know who it is. Dude, it's a, it is a far cry to second yeah. and third place It's right DeGrom now. up here. Yep. And everyone else way down here. I know the listeners can't hear. Parker nearly touched the ceiling, and then he went down to table height. Yeah. So, and and it's not like my ceiling is really close. Like, Parker almost had to jump to get to that ceiling. Yeah, I'm not that tall. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's 10-foot ceilings, right? So, like, 10-foot and then down to, like, 3.5. So, there is a large gap between Mr. DeGrom and everybody else. And the field, right? So, like, DeGrom here feels like Tiger in his prime of the PGA Tour, where it was, do you bet Tiger or do you bet the field? And it's... You know, negative one ten either side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's pretty much Degrom's to lose. Moving to AL Rookie of the Year, we have Adolis Garcia of the Rangers. He's an All Star, uh, eight forty OPS, twenty two homers, sixty two RBI. I think he's. There's not a lot of like big time mm-hmm. rookies in the American League, right. so he's he's had a nice year, no doubt. I'm, I'm just sure the listeners don't really know much about him. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just, they're, it's because he's the Rangers, right? Like, the yeah. Rangers are not that great. This is the only one that we kind of debated back and forth on. I like Luis Garcia, who we put in second. Uh, the pitcher from the Astros, just really solid, throwing a lot of great innings. And again, we are talking about there are not a lot of really, really great rookies for the AL a lot of rookies broke out last year for the AL yeah and so there's not a lot this year but I mean Garcia is having a great year yeah he is hitting 270 his OPS is over 822 homers 62 stakes I, I'm 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 cool with it yeah I just think Garcia being a pitcher I know they've done it in the past you know he's he's a starting pitcher too right. versus a reliever so that also weighs a little heavier for me but hey, you know what? Both these guys deserving. Either one of them wins. Both the Garcias in the in the AL Rookie of the Year race. Right. Uh, we go to the NL Rookie of the Year. This one's pretty easy. It is another pitcher, but Trevor Rogers for yeah. Miami is he's pitching been, phenomenal. He's been great. He he is the one bright spot now that Sixto is out, yeah. which I'm going to talk about Sixto here in a little bit. But now that Sixto is out for Miami, he is like the workhorse in Miami as far as pitching is concerned. Him or Al- 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 Alcantara. San- Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, he's he's great. I, I like Miami's pitching. Yeah. Especially with Trevor Rogers. Right. Well, and, and Rogers, seven, seven and six. Don't look at that. Look at the ERA. Their team is awful, and he has 122 Ks over 101. Yeah. He's just looking really good. Second place for uh, Rookie of the Year for us, Cabrian Hayes of uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, if he could stay healthy, he probably would win this award. If he also wouldn't make base running blunders. But it was yeah, one time. It was I'll one time, one. but it was pretty... Uh, Everybody gets one, just like Spider-Man. It's pretty high profile. Like We all yeah. remember that. It was pretty embarrassing, but yep. you're right. He gets one. Yeah, you're allowed one. You're a rookie. You're in the show. I'll give you one. Yeah. Everybody gets one. <laughs> I'm not mad. Just don't let it happen yeah, again. Yeah, just don't let it happen again. 
all right, Dad. So, <laughs> uh, if you have any uh, problems with our awards for these six, we didn't go into manager of the year. We didn't do all of that. We just hit the big, the big three for both leagues. If uh, you think we did something wrong, anything like that, we have a new Twitter handle. I know it was Sports GPS RVA. Now it's the, the Sports, Sports GPS. GPS, and it matches our Insta. So hit us at both the Sports GPS on Insta and on Twitter. You know, let us know what we did wrong. Glad to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% we're glad. To, uh, we really want to hear your feedback. All right. And now for the final segment of the day, we're going with the top players that are under 25. And we kind of, you know, talked about this. The All-Star game was super heavy with young stars and like the new shield, so to speak, for Major League Baseball. We wanted to give a, okay, some guys that are already there and some guys that, yeah, maybe need a little bit more coaxing to get there. Right. You know, who are the top guys in each league? We're going to start at five for each of us and work to our number one on both the AL and the NL. Parker's going to go first with his AL, then I will follow with my AL, and then he will do his NL, I will do my NL. And again, if we have anything wrong, please let us know if we miss somebody out. Parker, start with your AL, number five. Number five for me, Bobby Witt Jr. Okay. He's not in the big leagues, mm-hmm. but he he will be there soon. He's going to be there this year. If you want, he was looked really good in the futures game, mm-hmm. but he he's going to be the next face of the Royals. He kind of reminds me of like that next like George Brett type guy. Yep. So I th- I think he's going to be special. My number four, Jared Kelnick of the Seattle Mariners. We've seen him a little bit. He's yep. been up. Now he's back down. He's had a little bit of struggles, which is understandable for right. a rookie. I'm not saying he's Mike Trout. I think he has similar characteristics to Mike Trout. I think he can do everything on the field, and I think he's going to be special. The way he looks at AAA is very Mike Trout-esque. Yes. I think the bright lights are just a little bit too much for him right now. I think you give him – I think he would have been better as a September call-up, but I think the Mariners needed him, so yeah. that's the reason why they called him up, and then they realized too early, so they sent him back down. Yeah, and my number three, Wander Franco. He's mm-hmm. the top prospect in the game. He's come up for Tampa Bay. He looks exactly what we thought he would be. Correct. So he's he's definitely my number three mm-hmm. in the American League. Number two, Boba He he's he's fun to watch. He's really fun to watch. He's got a great competitive competitiveness about him. Yes. And my number one, it's Vladdy Jr. Dude man's battling for a triple crown. Yeah. And he's super young. Yeah, he's super young. And he just, you know, it, we all knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. So not a surprise. Now I'm going to hit mine. I have three of the same ones as Parker. I have two different. So my number five is actually Wander Franco. Uh, You know, I just, he's great player. Exactly what we thought he was going to be. Premium position at shortstop. shortstop, So I really like that. I want to see a little bit more in the bigs before I put him way up there. That's the difference for me is prospect what you think. Yeah, I'm projecting. And me, it's, what are you doing for me now? Right. Okay. Um, my number four, Adley Richman. Rushman. Rushman. God, I always mess that up. It's okay. Uh, he's the catcher for the Orioles. He is. Can't wait for him to get called up. He is literally going to be the next JT Real Muto where we can literally stamp best catcher in baseball. Yeah, I think I think he's on his way to be the best catcher in the game. He has done it at every level. They're just holding him right now because their team is terrible. 
and you know service time and yeah, all those all kinds that of stuff. Things. They're trying to hold him out for another year. Yep. So yes, it's a projection like we were talking about here that he's projecting forward, but we have seen it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everywhere. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be great. Yeah, he's gonna be phenomenal. Like there are some guys that you watch, you're like, oh, he could be. You yeah. see the talent, and then they just they they yeah. they they weed out. Right. When you watch Rushman. You know he's going to be special. You know he's going to be special. I mean, his his the ball comes off his bat similar to what Joe Mowers did. It sounds different. Where yeah, it just exactly trouble with the curve quote. It sounds different. Uh-huh. All right, uh, my number three, Luis Robert. I I love the player. I uh, wish he could stay on the field more. Correct. That's why I mean, well, when I, he's on the field, he's super special. When I was making my list initially, I had him on there. I was like, ah, he's been banged up, I, you know. But I think I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, he's he's on there. And then our top two are the same: Bo Bichette and then Vladdy Jr. Yeah, they're they're the two top players, and they play for the same organization. They are the top two players under twenty five in the AL. Not a doubt in my mind. It's super easy. Just lick, stamp, and repeat. There, not a problem at all. All right, go with your NL there, Parker. I just want to make this caveat ahead of time. I'm being a homer on a lot of my NL picks, <laughs> but. I don't think I'm completely wrong. So number five, I'm going Ian Anderson, right-handed pitcher for my Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. He looked special last year, which he was in the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. He's look, he's had some some bumps this year, but right. still pretty darn good. Yeah, no, no, he looks great. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I just think there are a couple other players that are a little better. So you'll hear my list in a little bit, but yeah, I, Ian Anderson was in my thought process for sure. Okay. Number four, again, another brave. No. Ozzy Albies. I'm just going to say this now. He's the best second baseman in the, in the sport, in the sport. He's the best second baseman. I don't think he gets enough credit. He's sure handed at defense and his offense has really come through this year. He's hitting third for the Braves. He's tied for the national league in RBI. So he's not just some slap hitter. I know he's a small guy, but pound for pound, he might be the strongest guy in the in the big leagues. I I will raise you an Adam Frazier. Okay. But that's that's the only one like second baseman. Him, Altuve, you know, that he's he's definitely in the list. So I'm not gonna put him at the top. I'll definitely give him top five because I can't think of two other names besides the ones I've already given that are guaranteed to kick him out. Does that make sense as yeah. far as second baseman? I got I mean, you. Gene Segura is great, but you know, whatever. Right. I hate that's a homer pick for me. He's finally living up to what he should be. But there's not a lot of great second baseman out there. I yeah, mean DJ LeMayu's not having a great year. It's not a deep position. So yeah, I'll give you that. Chase Utley's no longer in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I'm I'm cool with Ozzy Albies. I just think um, you know, like I said, he was in my conversation as well in who I wanted to be where. So. I got you. My number three, Juan Soto of the mm-hmm. Washington Nationals. For a lot of people, he could be number one. I don't have, really have a problem with it. Right. They're just, uh, he's not a bad defender. I don't want to say that, but there are other things about my top two that I think they bring more to the table in different parts of the game. Not disagreeing with you. But I, as a pure hitter, he's he's the best pure hitter under the age of 25. He might be one of the yeah. best pure hitters. He might in be the, the best pure hitter in the entire sport. In the game, yeah. for sure. I, I like Juan Soto a lot. You'll hear what I have to say in a little bit, but. Soto has been phenomenal for the Nationals organization. He probably also takes a little hit on your list because of injury. Yeah, a little bit. And, and the I, last two years, he's been a little banged up. So. I don't think he's a bad defender. 
I just think there are better. No, I get you there. All which right. is why I go to my number two, Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. He can do everything on the baseball field. I know he's hurt now. But speed, defense, because if he, if he stayed healthy, I think he's your gold glove right fielder in the National League. Of course, if the Braves were better, he'd probably win the MVP. But that's <laughs> not going to happen. That's not here nor there. Yeah. So he's my number two. My number one, if he was on the – he's my favorite non-Brave. Okay. Fernando Tatis Jr. is number one. He, he can do everything on the field. He's going to win the MVP. Heck, your first baseman's son likes him better than him. Yeah. <laughs> That is so funny. Daddy, can you play better? Why? So I can meet Fernando Tati Jr. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's your only reason? Yeah, Fre- Freddie Freeman's son, Charlie, goes up to him about a month and a half ago. And he, he said this on Intentional Talk. So this is coming straight from Freddie Freeman's mouth. His son comes up to him and goes, hey, Dad, can you start hitting better so you can make the all-star team or whatever? <laughs> and he goes, well, why is that? And he goes, well... I want to meet Fernando Tatis Jr. And he goes, so you want me to do better not for me, but yeah. for you to meet Tatis? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> well, well, kids are so honest. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but yeah, yeah. that was essentially it. That it was pretty so good. So, all right, so your list again is Anderson, yeah. Albies, Soto, Acuna, and Tatis Jr. Correct. Okay, not hating on that. I have three of the same again. But we switch it up a little bit, and I also have a little bit different order. So I have a little asterisk here uh, with mine. Uh, So my five is Sixto Sanchez. Uh, The reason I have an asterisk next to Sixto Sanchez is because he's right now going for Tommy John surgery. And if it sometimes pitchers come back and it's great, uh, more often than not, they come back and it's great. I want to say it's like, you know, 19 times out of 20. We've gotten to the point now where it's like you get Tommy John, you probably come back better, which is odd. Right, but... You, you probably come back better. If he doesn't, though, then he won't be in my top 20. So that's the only reason why there's an asterisk. So my replacement there is Alec Bohm. And I know Bohm will turn 25 in August. I'm not disagreeing. But right now he's under 25. So right. I'm putting him in. He had a great year last year. Second in rookie of the year. Probably should have won. And, you know, I just – I know he's having a down year this year, but – He's also hitting seventh in the lineup. Like we don't, right. the Phillies don't need him to hit great. They just need him to do a little bit better than what he is doing. I think he needs to do the same adjusting that Vlad Jr. did. So I think he needs to adjust off of what pitchers are doing to him. Yeah. Well, you know me, I'm a bum guy, so I don't have a problem with it. Right. He's phenomenal. Number four for me, Cabrian Hayes. I mean, we already talked about it. He is one of the reasons why the Pittsburgh Pirates are watchable. Yeah. And uh, he looks like he could be a stud. Oh, them. yeah. So he, you know, he's going to be in the talks of MVPs in the near future. I'm not hmm. talking like this year, next year. I'm talking three, four years down the line. He will, he will get votes. Okay. I don't think he'll win one. I think he'll get votes. Hey, that's an accomplishment. Right. Exactly. All right. So then my number three is Acuna Jr. Um, you know, everything you say, he's a little bit too flashy for me at times. I know. Um, you know, I know the game has gotten to more flash. Let sometimes, the kids play, CJ. Yeah, sometimes he's a little bit too much over the top. Like, I know I could sound like a Chad here, but like, you know, <laughs> oh, are you hooligans? Like, no, there's there's a time and place. And sometimes, like, when you're fired up, when it's a super game time. to see, But like, dude, you're down 14, you hit a dinger, and you're throwing it up. I'm like, come on now. Yeah, I've and seen it, it. It has happened. And I call out my team for yeah, doing it. Yeah, I know you team. have. 
So I I don't recall a scenario like that, but I get your point. Yeah, he 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 he's a little bit, but that's fine. I like him as a player. I'm very sad for the sport and things like that that he is out. I am not sad on behalf of my team that he is out. Right, but I am sad for the sport because he. You know, sports are better when your top players are in. He is a top player, so I want him in. Number two is Fernando Tatis Jr. Phenomenal player. Plays a premium position. Does everything phenomenally. Like, he is he is also a cog in that wheel in San Diego. And I think the rest of his team, i.e. Machado, Hosmer, Will Myers, the list goes on. Cronenworth, that's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> like, make him better as well. I think, yeah. I don't know if he's the only guy... If his stats are as good, because you know you can kind of pitch around him a little bit more, I think he has to get pitched to in San Diego. That's not his fault, right? But I also think that helps him Absolutely. as far as a natural talent thing. So that's why I kind of put him as second, and my top is now Juan Soto. He is literally a one man show now, and in, in you know for Washington, yeah, it's him and Trey Turner. And if Kyle Schwarber is healthy, yeah, but, you know, he's but, but but he's also up and down. Well, and I also say Juan Soto had all the numbers last year to be MVP. He just didn't play enough, right? So when he's healthy, he is the one of the best players, if not the best player in the sport. There is no doubt that he's in a top five players in all of the sport. So that's the reason why I put him at the top of this list. He's he's basically a modern day Ted Williams, like just. Pure, pure hitter and he's got power right but he's not just a power and and he's so young yeah that's the cra- like and this yeah, this he's is so good so young this didn't just start this year this mm-hmm. was like two years ago well because he got good is the reason why the nationals said they don't have to pay bryce harper oh yeah definitely so definitely. like if there was no juan soto bryce harper would still be a national yeah so that's like you know that's it's saying something the fact that a former mvp you can toss you, him to the side because of this guy. You can toss him to the side because of this guy. Yeah. Exactly. So, and and Soto, for the most part, isn't as showboaty. He no. does have it. He has it. Like, all of them do. He does it in the box. Some of them. He likes to do that, like, That little swipe. shuffle thing. Yeah. I'm okay with that, man. You're still in the box. You haven't proven anything. So, you give you a little swagger there. If the pitcher strikes you out, don't get mad when he Yeah, when he it, it doesn't bother. Him. Like, I don't have a problem with the showiness right. for the most part. I mean, sometimes I get irritated because I think there's time and place and look at the game, like, game yeah, score. Yeah, look at game score. Right. But on the by and large, I like it. Yeah, oh, it's good for the it's good for the enjoyment of the fans, and that's the reason why I'm I'm okay with it. But like I said, there's a time and place. Yeah. Soto doesn't give that to me, so that's another reason why he's up on the top of the list for me. Okay, I love it. Um, so again, your list for NL is Anderson, Albies, Soto, Acuna, Tatis. Mine goes Sanchez, Asterix with Bohm, uh, Hayes, Acuna, Tatis, and Soto. So basically the same page. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we have three of the same players in each league. They might be in slightly different order. We just have two changeouts in each league. Yeah. But, like, I mean, what it proves is there's a couple really, really good top top players in each league that are under 25, and then there's a, a group of people that you can throw them in, throw them out, and it's not really right. that big of a deal. But the top guys in each league that we have under, like, we're not talking, like, just average players right. at that age. They're, they're like top 10 players in the entire sport. Yeah, they're they're making all-star teams or they're really close to making all-star teams. MVP, Cy Youngs, like right. they're in the mix. Yeah, they're going to be if they're not there, they're going to be. Right. So it's super cool. If we missed anybody that's top 25, did did we miss somebody? Did 
you know, should we be talking about somebody else that maybe we're missing? Again, hit us up. Sports GP, the Sports GPS on Twitter and on Insta. Hit us up. That way we know. And, yeah, so that way we can make another list in the future. And, again, we're going to be hitting the draft in a future episode. Football season's coming up. It's right around the corner. It's literally right around the corner. We're a, we're a month away, if yeah. that, from preseason games. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into fantasy football in upcoming episodes. Can't wait for that. That's going to be super fun. But for this episode, episode three of the Sports GPS... Parker White, CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.